From the virtual newsroom in Levittown, this is The Pod Couple. I'm J.D. Mullane, columnist for the Bucks County Courier-Times. And I'm Phil John Ficaro, columnist for The Intelligencer. Today's headline, how will COVID end? COVID-19 is on a downslide after a year, I'm sorry, a year after the pandemic struck, after some 30 million Americans were affected and more than a half a million deaths, vaccines produced within the last year are rolling out. Millions are getting the jab, Warmer weather is coming, which means uh, we will soon be free to tear off our masks. Right, Phil? Anyway, (laughs) but state restrictions remain uh, in many places, including in PA and New Jersey. So how will this end? And what marks will it leave on our generation? Phil, the numbers are good. Fatalities are down. I just saw a story out of Michigan where nursing home deaths, Michigan was hit as hard as PA in New York and New Jersey. Uh, nursing home deaths are down 96%, uh, 99% by uh, another measure. Um, you know, how um, how does this end, Phil? I mean, it seems like, you know, the, the news is good but the state restrictions remain. We had the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, just yesterday, uh, almost cheering up, talking about her feeling, her feeling of impending doom if we don't keep the masks on. So I, I, I don't understand. The data is telling us things are improving, vaccines rolled out by the millions, but our experts are telling us stay the course. What do you say? I think think they're looking at some data that you don't seem to be uh, addressing. You know, I was on the Bucks County website today and they're telling me that although vaccinations are up, infections were up 23% over the last 10 days. So while we're, while we're starting to walk out of the woods, we're, we're not out of the woods. I think, um, you know, even when we were in the middle of this and infections were, were, were going through the roof and people were dying and we didn't have treatment, you still had people not adhering to the protocols, right? Wouldn't wear masks, wouldn't, wouldn't social distance. So as you, as you mentioned before we went on the air here, you know, the warmer weather's coming and people are just weary of the restrictions and the masks and what's going to happen. You know, the virus isn't gone yet. We've made a lot of progress. We have a whole bunch of vaccines, a couple more coming. But you have people who believe, you know, the war's over and the, the war's not over. Well, the war isn't over, but it certainly is winding up. Uh, so how long do we keep the restrictions on? I mean, what do you think? You, you follow this as closely as I do. Uh, uh, I say by summer. I say by June, mid-June, early July, COVID's over. You know, for um, all intents we're not going to see another half a million deaths in the in the next year. Do you believe that? I no, well, no. You know, we have we have a lot of vaccines now, but you also have a lot of people. I mean, there was a, there was a survey the other day where one in five people said they're not interested in getting the vaccine. So we have, you know, we, we have the medication to to blunt this virus. Yet you have whether people are anti-vaxxers or people are just suspicious of the efficacy or the, the effect of the vaccine, um, they're not interested in getting it. Um, so I, again, I, we're, we're not out of the woods here. And I think people are ready to celebrate 
um, it's 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 too early. Yeah, the signs look good, but we're we're not done with this. Phil, do you think the the reluctance on those? What did you say? Is it twenty percent? One out of five? Uh, yeah, they said one out of five. Do you think their reluctance has to do with, say, Dr. Anthony Fauci and uh, him testifying and saying in interviews that even after you're vaccinated with these miracle drugs, you still have to wear not one masks, but two masks for the time being? Because the natural question would be, well, then, Dr. Fauci, why even get the vaccine? I think he may be saying things like that. To No, he is saying things like that. It's not well, May, he is. All right. Well, so he said things like that. Maybe it's just a good idea to keep the masks on to try to remind people, keep the masks on. You Even know, when you don't it, have it, to? We, we, you know, we live in a society of things we really don't care for, but we've got to do them because it's law, right? There are a lot of guys driving around in red sports cars who want to go 80, got to go 60. I mean, you know, there are restrictions yeah. all over the place. It's a piece of cloth that you're not going to wear all day. You go in a store, you go to meet somebody, you put the mask on, you take it off. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, you talked about what 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 post COVID is going to be like. Uh, you know, when it's really safe, when when the the uh, when the infection rates are are so low um, that you know we're going to feel better about it. But you know, I think in the end, and I, I think we're going to deal with this through this year. You're a little more op- you're a little more optimistic where you think eh, by summer that we're done with it. But I think when we are um, when we're when we're really done with it, when the data says it's safe, I, I still think that there are people who are going to proceed, say, tentatively. Right. It's almost like after a bad breakup. Right. You start dating again. Your heart's not healed yet. You're going to go slow. Right. You're you're afraid of 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 stepping on the accelerator. Um, but at a certain point, you're right. People are going to fall into the traditional routines. No more masks. You know, I'm done with this. But at that point, it may be safe to do that. But as you and I sit here, we're not there yet. Yeah, I mean, there is still a, a percentage of the population that is at risk. Um, maybe you've gone through a year of COVID and you haven't gotten it and you really haven't changed your routine and so you feel bulletproof. But uh, I think it's, to me, it doesn't make sense uh, that a doctor would say, after you're vaccinated and there's no chance of you getting the vaccine, keep the mask on. I just, I, I find that peculiar. Uh, I think you've you already, I think you've already uh, dug the hole and buried Dr. Fauci and and you know well, I think say, you're, is, and you're is, and you're walking uh, away from the grave. I think no, it might no, be I time think, to walk away from the gravesite. You now. know, you know, I've always right from the get go, I always had my doubts about that guy. I thought he was, you know, the, you know, they used to say about some politicians in D.C. the most dangerous place between, you know, Senator Chuck Schumer and a TV camera is is to be, you know, because he'll race toward any TV camera. I think the same uh, with Dr. Fauci. I think he enjoys his celebrity. And, uh, you know, we have that picture of him at the Nats game when he was telling everybody you got to mask up where he wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, where at the very beginning, before much data was in about the virus, he was saying it's 10 times more infectious than the flu. And it may well have been, but there wasn't enough data at that point. So I always thought he was kind of a Cassandra siren in the night 
you know, uh, calling out unnecessary alarm uh, right from the get go. But, you know, and the other night uh, on a CNN special, he seems to take credit uh, for developing or the decision to develop uh, the vaccines we have under Operation Warp Speed. So uh, I think uh, Dr. Fauci is a little infatuated with himself, and maybe he should be. He did some wonderful work uh, back in the 1980s on AIDS and HIV. And uh, this, uh, but I think this is his last curtain call. I'd hate to see him unravel before our eyes, you know. And, you know, a guy who doesn't realize his 15 minutes of fame is up. Now, Phil, I have a question. How do you think this is going to change us, this whole terrible, horrible experience of the last year? Uh, you know, the, the pictures, we, we, we've been right there, man. We've been the rubber hitting the road on this uh, at, at the Courier and the Intel and the other papers, you know, uh, interviewing the people in charge, uh, talking to the families and the survivors. You, of course, losing your mother. Uh, with COVID. Uh, how do you think it changes us as people, as a generation? Um, I, you know, I think in one way, and I have friends who work at pharmaceuticals, I think it gives us a better, a better idea of those folks because they were on the list with, you know, expensive pills. They were on the list with, you know, journalists, with, with lawyers. I think we give them a little more credit now than we had in the past because, J.D., a year ago today, no one or very few thought we would have several viruses, virus vaccines that worked. And those people, you know, as you talk about the rubber hitting the road, they got down to business and they developed vaccines that are like 90, 95 percent effective. Yeah. Um, you know, the problem wasn't with them. It was with distributing the vaccines. And that continues uh, to this day. But I think that's, you know, we look at them differently. Um, I think we look at our mortality uh, uh, a little differently. You know, in the past it was, well, maybe you'll have some heart disease or maybe you'll get cancer or, you, you know, you get hit by a truck. And now all, it, it could happen out of the blue. I mean, we could see another virus that the, uh, the, the current medications don't, don't treat, don't prevent. Um, so I think we need to be more prepared for the next wave. I think it changes us in a lot of ways. Yeah, and that's a great point uh, that we will be prepared for the next, uh, you know, pandemic that comes our way. We have a lot of data. Uh, everything, thanks to the Internet, is on record, you know, forever and ever, uh, so they tell us. And uh, so we will be prepared. And I think maybe it's a good time, although I'm not uh, sure it will happen, say, in Pennsylvania or New Jersey, where uh, the rollouts, which were, you know, the federal government got the vaccine, you know, the Trump administration and, and the Biden administration, of course, overseeing a distribu distribution of the vaccine. But it was up to the states to distribute it. And, uh, you know, the report card on that, at least in New Jersey and PA, is probably not very good. I don't know what grade you would give it, but it's not good. And, you know, the next time uh, this happens, uh, we will have a better rollout of a vaccine uh, and minimize deaths and, and, and illnesses. Yeah. You know, you know, I think part of the problem was that, um, you know, the previous administration, you know, sort of gutted a bit uh, all these all these agencies that are supposed to be watching for these things. Um, you know, again, you call me people would call me out for picking on Trump again. But 
the data is there, right? The proof is there. He, he, he didn't take this stuff seriously uh, enough to let those agencies have enough funding to do what they need to do, not just in the United States, but internationally. Um, because we need to know what's happening abroad. I mean, we, you know, we believe it started in China. And, uh, you know, this administration seems to be, um, have a mindset of being more collective minded with, with, uh, with other countries and uh, seems, to, uh, seems to lean more on, um, on the, the science and the scientists at those agencies where, you know, I saw, you talked about Dr. Fauci, uh, I saw a program last night about him, and he was talking about the difference between uh, serving in the Biden administration as opposed to serving in the Trump administration. And he noted just how more relaxed it is where you can just follow the science when you're in the Biden administration, whereas he always felt he was walking a tightrope. This is what the science is saying, but do I not say it because it's contrary to what the president is saying, which was incorrect. He said, but you know, you don't want to call the president out in a national press conference. Um, so it was a fine line he had to walk. Um, but I think the scientists and the, and, and the agencies that are supposed to be watching for these things uh, coming down the pike before they actually hit, uh, feel a little more comfortable doing their jobs. Yeah, it seems to me though, that uh, given the, uh, the death toll, uh, that we've seen the terrible death toll that we've seen, and those those uh, you know probably the cruelest part of this is loved ones not being able to be with their families or the families not being able to be with their loved ones in their final moments. You know they were they were kept out uh, during the pandemic from the emergency rooms from the hospital rooms. Uh, that uh, Dr. Fauci had a moral obligation to call out the Trump administration if he felt that things weren't going as well as they should be. But as I said, I think Dr. Fauci enjoys his celebrity and he, uh, he might've lost his, uh, his biggest platform at that point. Uh, I, I think we know uh, if you call out Donald Trump, you know, while you're working for him, you're not gonna be working for him much longer. So I think that goes in the mix and that's history that's uh, yet to be written, you know. But you know, it's one, it's one thing, it's one thing for, to call. It's one thing to call the president out on some policy issue, right? Yeah. It's quite another for uh, uh, somebody like Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burke to bite their tongue and and not talk about the science because it contra it contradicts what the president has said. Because you know the yeah. president's not because you know the president's not going to like it. There, there's, that's an Burks issue. Fauci, that's an issue that goes beyond troubling. Yeah, but Burks and Fauci, you know, they they were the lead the lead sled dogs in this. You know, we saw them every afternoon on our TV. You know, on until, screen, telling us. Until, and, 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 then, and then we see him without a mask at a baseball game, and and his criticism. He wouldn't explain why he wasn't wearing a mask, except that. Uh, you know, he criticized the news photographer who snapped the picture. And then Burks, of course, you know, after she tells us all, oh, we can't see our family. She's on a plane to where was it off the Carolinas to some she's got a big estate out there, you know, to see her family. And she had to resign in shame. And now she's back, you know, trying to rebuild her name. I Listen, you know, people make mistakes. I understand that. But you don't tell a country to do one thing and then privately do another because it, it 
it erodes your credibility. And I know you said that maybe we have more respect for, for people like that, but I'm not sure that uh, th there's all that much respect in, say, half the country uh, for people who do things like that, you know, whether they're working for Trump or whether they're working for Biden. You know, if you tell us to mask up, we'll mask up. But when we see you flying on a plane not wearing a mask, we have to wonder, does he really believe what he says? Does she really believe what she says? Just don't see your family at the holidays, you know, while she's secretly going to see hers. You know, it, it, it really lends a credibility yeah, issue it, to in them. That, yeah. In that respect, that was hypocritical. Yeah. Um, but you but but, you know, you had these you had the leading. Uh, uh, the leading experts on on uh, viruses, Fauci and Burks, and then all of a sudden, once the president saw that they weren't falling in line with all the baloney that he was throwing out there, they disappeared from press conferences. It, 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 I think you know again, looking when you have to look over your shoulder, even though you know that the science you want to you want to espouse is true. Yeah, big issue. Yeah, that's he should. That's not happening with this administration. I don't think that that uh, Fauci or anybody who called out Trump on that score, Phil, uh, would have lacked for uh, uh, a media platform. I think we would have given it to him because that I will say been, this. I will say this. It's been a big story. I will say this. If I was in that position, I don't know yeah. that I don't know that I would be able to bite my tongue about what I knew about this virus and how serious it was because the president was trying to downplay it. I, I would, I would have to, I would have to tell the truth and then suffer the consequences, which, you know, dismissal, but I couldn't live with myself. You? Well, uh, you know, he, he, like I said at the beginning, uh, at the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, Dr. Fauci was saying this thing is 10 times more infectious than the flu. And that was as uh, that was a response to people who were saying, you know, it's just the flu. And uh, leaving out the part, of course, that all epidemiologists and virologists know that the more infectious a disease, the less deadly it is. You know, unlike Ebola, which before there was any vaccine or treatment, it was a, I think it was a 90 percent death rate. You know, I think it's fifty percent now. But in terms of flu and cold and and coronavirus, uh, highly infectious means that uh, you know what is the what is the survival rate? I think it's like ninety nine point nine seven percent of people who who get this, you know, survive. And for most of them, unless it goes to the respiratory area, your lungs, and you can't breathe, it's Tylenol, chicken soup, and rest. I mean, right. that's basically what 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 the prescription was it wasn't antibiotics unless you know it got more serious than that so yeah now listen on how this changes us as individuals i i have three i think we all uh, uh not not all but i think a lot of us have become germaphobes we will wash our hands forever singing happy birthday as dr rachel levine recommended because it takes 20 seconds about the time it takes to sing that song uh, to clear all the germs off our hands. I also think uh, that- You should uh, be doing that anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, we always did. You never leave. When your mother teaches you that, when you're a- All right. When oh, you're being gosh, yeah. hey, Wash your hands. Well, my mother, my mother, when we walked out of the bathroom when we were kids, she would feel our hands to, yeah. see, <laughs> to see that at least there was water on them. 
Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a good habit. You have to sure. germs are spread by your hands and little kids are, 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 are germ carriers, you know? So the other thing I think is, I think we are going to have a, we're going to enter uh, papers, please. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you, did you get your vaccine? Well, no, not yet, but I don't think no, I no, I'm saying that that's, that's the proof, right. right? Where are your papers? Yeah, all right. Papers, please. And and that's going to be the next big battle. I don't think that it'll be like masks, people will say. And you know what? Just go out and get like w- w- like when we did when we wanted to drink, you know, you got a fake ID, you know, get a I fake, you. Uh, you know. So Biden's working on that uh, vaccine passport, I understand. Every fall, uh, there will be a doom and gloom. There'll be a variant. The cold uh, weather's coming. Everybody's going back oh, indoors. Coming, uh, be be afraid. Be very afraid. I, I I don't know if you agree with that, but I see it coming. I you know I, I think that uh, uh, these uh, you know public health experts and officials and politicians in charge of of things are uh, are enjoying their power and they're not going to give it up very easily and they'll. You know, they'll go back for more every fall. What do you think? So, you think so that, when, it's, uh, when, it, when it's really safe to go back in the water, what are, what are two of the things that you're going to really enjoy doing? Me, I, I will, April 4th, I will enjoy uh, uh, sitting at a bar and having a beer with, with friends. Uh, we haven't had to do that, although there are places in Lower Bucks County uh, where they have been sitting at bars for months um, you know, and, and, you know, everybody knows it. So, uh, yeah. And th- there have been no super spreader events, uh, from those places or they would have shut them down, you know? So yeah, I'll enjoy that. I, you know what I really, really want to do? Cause I go to at least one Phillies game a year and yeah, uh, I miss uh, that. It just brings back good memories. Uh, you know, uh, I- a, a, a great, night at the ballpark at, at Citizens Bank Park. It's just a, a, a great feeling, you know, whether or not you're paying attention to the game. You're there with friends and, and having a good time. Yeah, I, I miss I, I I'm looking forward to going to the man and sitting on the grass and watching a concert with thousands of people um, on a nice summer night or late summer yeah. night. Um, and uh, I miss uh, what I once once we're able to go back into the water, so to speak, it's it's getting together with older relatives who I haven't been able to be with in the longest time. Um, yeah, me too. I have a cousin down in Cape May that I really like to see, um, yeah. but haven't been able to because she's in her late seventies, and uh, you know, precautions yeah. are what they are. So, yeah. All right, Phil. Well, that's all the time we have for now. Um, get our weekly podcasts at Spotify and read our columns and our great local content uh, at our websites. Uh, Better yet, why not subscribe to the paper, uh, to the website? Uh, It's inexpensive and you'll be supporting some great award-winning local journalists and journalism. I'm JD. I'm Phil. For all of us here at the papers, thanks for watching and listening, but especially thanks for reading. 